hearts are mortgaged And our minds are media slaves The world is warming up as we are Mother Nature's wage Just inside She is taking to the streets To release her secret rage Just inside Welcome to this special program on the Convergence, our moment of choice too, evolutionary visions and hope for the future. This is your Convergence host, Dr. Kurt Johnson of Unity Earth and the Inner Spiritual Dialogue Network. This is the second of two Voice America specials that the Convergence is hosting for the period running late August through October which is often called the summer-fall event season for the United Nations community, both here in New York City and all around the world. All of these events will be online. But this 2020 summer-fall event season is a special one because of the publication of the recent book by the Source of Synergy Foundation, which is entitled Our Moment of Choice, which features 43 members of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle and which launched on September 1st, and was the subject of our first special, Our Moment of Choice 1, on August 26th. And you can easily find that at the show menu at our show page at Voice America, and likely also on the Voice America main page where it was also featured. So this book has actually been ranking number one in a number of positions at Amazon, and has created a masterful framework for the vision and themes of all the events and initiatives for late 2020. And you can learn more about our moment of choice at ourmomentofchoice.com and at all of the various online book websites. We're also paralleling this program with the launch of a new special issue of Light on Light magazine, which will be coming out at any moment which will further illustrate all of this material from the book, Our Moment of Choice, and from the 2020 uh, fall event season. And you can find Light on Light magazine free at lightonlight.us. That's lightonlight, all one word, dot U-S. So this Voice America special is going to concentrate on these important 2020 events and initiatives. And for that, along with our Moment of Choice book team, I'm joined here by Rick Alfick, who's the founder of the 11 Days of Global Unity, which is one of the largest groups of events that annually runs from the anniversary of September 11th to the International Day of Peace on September 21st. And Rick will be hosting a lot of the program with his guests, and will also be including guests from other major events of the event season like Unity Earth Peace Weekend, the Global Oneness Day, and many, many more. So I'm joined here now by the founder and executive director of the Source of Synergy Foundation, Diane Marie Williams, the international director of the Evolutionary Leaders, Reverend Deborah Moldau, and by Dr. Robert Atkinson, who, along with me and Deborah, are co-editors of the book, Our Moment of Choice, and also by Rick Ulfick of We the World and We.net, who will be hosting much of the rest of the broadcast. There are full bios for each of us at the Voice America show page and also in the Light on Light magazine. 
So before we go over some programs that we want to feature that are not enriched coterie from the 11 Days of Unity, I'm going to ask some introductory questions to each of Deborah, Bob, and Diane to get some comments uh, about how this year's launch of the book, Our Moment of Choice, with its seven thematic areas of content about evolutionary visions and hope for the future, relate directly to all of these activists and events and initiatives that are going on online all around the world. So let's start with Diane. Uh, Diane, how do you see the connection between the many themes in this book, Our Moment of Choice, and all of these events and initiatives that are going on all around the world? Well, thank you so much, Kurt. Um, The first circle in our moment of choice is focused on bridge building with the theme, together we can build a global community. And that is just what we are seeing with all of the inspiring events and amazing initiatives that are being highlighted on this program. And also all of the other initiatives happening around the world where people are coming together in synergy in a shared commitment to strategically engage their collective potential for the benefit of the greater whole. And Deborah and I expressed in the preface of our moment of choice that it is our hope that the book will serve the evolutionary process by creating waves of momentum that help unleash our fullest evolutionary potential to transform today's challenges into a world that works for all. And we all know that growth is exponential. The more people that join the movement will result in more people joining the movement and activating countless waves of possibilities, collaborations, and deeper coherence in the field that connects us all. And all of these efforts will surely tip the tipping point in our favor. And as our world heads towards our new destiny, leadership will not come from politics as usual, but from the citizens of our planet who know deep in their hearts that they as individuals and we as humanity have the power to alter our future. So let's keep hope alive by having unwavering confidence in each other to know deep in our souls that we, the world, 8.7 billion people on the planet, have the innate power to transmute our social systems each other, and the unconsciousness that we see in our world. And at our moment of choice, let's all continue to hold the greatest vision of what we can be and do together. Our future really depends on it. Thank you. Now, Diane, thanks so much. And you're absolutely right that certainly the the theme and message of the book, Our Moment of Choice, and probably why this book is uh, doing so well. So, Bob, over to you. Thanks, Kurt. As the co-author with you of the epilogue, where we connected the themes of the seven circles of the book, it's really evident that all the themes of the book are really tied together. The visions of the 43 evolutionary leaders in this book all lead to the same place, to the same outcome of unity and wholeness, and ultimately, the age-old promise of peace on earth. That's what the transformation happening in the world is leading toward. But it will take the entire human family to generate the heart-centered future rooted in respect, compassion, and cooperation that we all seek. The themes woven throughout this book make clear our common destiny on this planet. And to me, these themes mirror exactly the theme of all the events of this month, which are harmony unity, and peace. One of those events I'd like to say a little bit about is 
One Planet Peace Forum, which is having its virtual launch the weekend of September 25th to 27th. One Planet Peace Forum was created as an annual event to offer a universal platform for people of all spiritual and secular expressions to co-create solutions to the most challenging issues facing humanity today. The online program from 3 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, features presentations by Audrey Kitagawa of the Parliament of the World's Religions, Reverend Victor Kasanjan of the United Religions Initiative, Kurt Johnson, author of The Coming Inner Spiritual Age, Swami Tayagananda of the Vedanta Society of Boston, Philip Helmick of the Shift Network, Dot Maver of the National Peace Academy, Phil Goldberg, author of American Veda, Ben Bowler of Unity Earth, Kristen Hoffman of Bella Gaia, and many others. Everyone is, enjoy- is invited to join us online for this year's program by registering at www.oneplanetpeaceforum.org. Thank you. Hey, Bob, thank you so much. And not only for organizing the Peace Forum, but also for being the lead editor of what has turned out this really amazing book. So, Deborah, over to you. Oh, thank you, Kurt, and my fellow team members, uh, all of you who have played such an important role in bringing forward this wonderful, unique new book, Our Moment of Choice. You know, uh, humanity has been slowly learning that the choices we make always shape our reality. But our choices right now may actually determine whether humanity can continue on this planet. So in this month of September 2020, it's not just about an election or how we're poisoning our environment or radical inequality or even climate change. This is a threshold moment for the very evolution of human consciousness itself. As Diane Marie Williams and I say in the preface that we quote, we co-wrote, the evolution of consciousness happens when we make a commitment to lead our lives consciously, intentionally unleashing our greatest potential. We make this choice from moment to moment to drive evolution forward for the benefit of the whole. And that is the key. That is what Rick Ulfick would call moving from I to we. So this month of September offers many rich opportunities for everyone to show up, to link up, to lift up one another and the world, all the way up through the United Nations International Day of Peace and so many wonderful events that are happening uh, during the 11 Days of Global Unity and on toward uh, Bob's Peace Forum and and many, many other uh, exciting events. All 43 evolutionary leaders who contributed to this book are extending an invitation through the seven circles or topic areas in the book to all of our readers to play the role that they are called to in this, our moment of choice. 
Uh, Deborah, thanks so much, and thanks all of you. It's pretty obvious from the discussion we're having that we're entering such a pivotal time on the planet and where holistic views and vision and activism may well offer the real chance for real change. So we're going to be turning the program over to Rick in just a few minutes, and he'll be bringing us five guests who are carrying out inspiring programs that are a part of the 11 Days of Global Unity, the Up Convergence, and the Peace Weekend. But we'll be welcoming first some leaders from some of the other events that either precede or come after the 11 Days of Unity and the Peace Weekend celebration. So we're going to go over to those now, and then after those, we'll hand the program over to Rick. But first, we'll have this message from the publisher of our moment of choice, Beyond Words, Atria Books, an imprint of Simon & Schuster. Hello, this is Richard Cohn, publisher of Beyond Words. We are very honored to be partnering with Simon & Schuster and the Synergy Foundation to bring you a new thought-provoking book for these challenging times. It is called Our Moment of Choice, and it features 43 of the world's most well-known spiritual thinkers, offering practical solutions to the most pressing problems of our time, from economic inequality and social injustice to climate change and spiritual disconnection. Deepak Chopra offers his thoughts on how our inherent wholeness is not a choice, while Greg Braden suggests that we can change our world by first realizing that none of us are separate from each other. Lynn McTaggart investigates the link between altruism and self-healing. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, and many others share their thoughts on moving forward in ways that expand our consciousness and benefit the global community. Our moment of choice calls on us all to be the co-creators of a just, unified, peaceful, and thriving world. The time has come for all humanity to be united in purpose. This is our call to action. This is our collective moment of choice upon which our future depends. You can purchase your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Beyond Words, or your local independent bookstore. Welcome again to these ongoing discussions of the events and initiatives of the 2020 summer-fall event season all around the world. One thing they all have in common is that the COVID pandemic has created this dramatic shift from in-person programming to online programming. And all the events that we'll be featuring will be happening online, and almost all of them are also for free. This brings up a point from the entire thematic circle uh, in the book, Our Moment of Choice, the circle that's entitled New Frontiers Beyond Space and Time. And, of course, it reminds us of this whole new frontier of cyberspace technology and its potential to unite so many people at the grassroots and collective levels. So my guests have actually been pioneers at this. And there are actually complete bios for them also at the America Show page. And I think we've all been surprised by the tens of thousands of people who have been gathering in Zoom rooms and on other tech platforms 
You communicate 24-7 all around the world. So with me here are John and Summer Raymer, who are both members of the evolutionary leaders who are truly innovators in this whole area with what is known now as the SIGN Network, which is S-I-N-E, standing for the Synergized Impact Network Exchange, which is really an amazing example of this type of work. So, John and Summer, tell us about SIGN, and also tell us about your initiative this fall that's called the Up Convergence. Well, this is Summer Joy Raymer here. I'm just honored, really, to be here with you, Kurt, and to be sharing about this work. It is truly an amazing time to gather together, and, you know, there, there are no limits. What an incredible month we have ahead of us here in September, and so many opportunities through the SIGN Network and many of our relations to come together and, you know, the network itself is really at the core of it, Kurt, is about sharing and caring for each other. How we can up-level synergy and the most extraordinary solutions of our times. There are, you know, like you said about COVID, this pandemic, a time where people are isolated from each other and the, the difficulties and challenges that, you know, the SIGN network is really an, an opportunity to, to actually come together in ways that we never have before. And that in some ways, we've really recognized that these virtual spaces have even more possibilities to really harness and focus what is possible when we come together. Uh, we've just seen over and over again the necessary need and grounding of when, when one member, when in the sense of sine waves, we call that, so that's synergy waves is one of the greatest ways that we are sharing and caring for each other as we have this trusted sharing of Facebook pages, of hundreds of organizations and individuals from all over the world that are leaning in together and saying, you know what? Yes, we need each other. And we, we make these waves on Facebook. And as we all know, there's so many incredible things that are kind of lighting up the Facebook world. And, and we are seeing by taking one stream and making a wave, syncing these Facebook pages and harnessing synergy in these moments are so needed to have reasons to come together. And we have this particular month, we are making history. There are, uh, there's a massive event uh, showing up in, it, later in this month, and, and uh, John is going to share more about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you change the medium, you could change the practices. So this new medium is enabling us to participate in ways we haven't thought of before. The video conferencing platform Zoom is being used for us during this up convergence about to happen on September 11th. There'll be over 25 different Zoom rooms that people will be able to engage in. So they'll discover people presenting new ideas, innovations for how we're going to scale up and come back better and then be able to interact with them directly 
And that's the game. What's changing is people can engage with each other directly without even leaving their chairs. And what's remarkable about this is that in the past, where distance has been a problem, now people can come together. No longer is time and distance holding us back. So this up convergence, which is inspired by the whole convergence publication from October in 2018, where we're waking up, growing up, showing up, cleaning up, linking up, lifting up. It's that same spirit that we're moving upward together towards the International Day of Peace for Peace again. So this is a whole new way of organizing and enabling each other to find each other, connect with each other, and empower each other. And the Sign Network is all about using trusted sharing for collective empowerment. And it's an honor to be here with you and our colleagues. We think this is a moment for humanity to rise, and this is the kind of scaffolding that's enabling us to strengthen the ties between us and to build ourselves upward as we get ready for these next challenges that are coming our way. Oh, great. So, Summer and John, thanks so much for sharing about SIGN. And one of the things that we've discovered from SIGN from the World Unity Week, which, as you know, will be carried forward through the the Peace Weekend uh, in uh, early September, was that these cyber formats were not only great for carrying content, but for gathering people at the grassroots level for really meaningful and uh, important personal sharing for them. So one of the other guests that's with us here is uh, Peter Melton, and he was running Zoom rooms for personal discussions among people nearly 24-7 across multiple time zones through the World Unity Week. And he's ended up carrying that format forward in something that he calls the conversation. So Peter, tell us a little bit about how all that happened and how you're carrying that forward. Yes. Thank you, Kurt, and uh, thank you, John, and uh, the whole. It, it takes us all, right? And and what's emerging here is that we can be in contact with each other all the time. And World Unity Week just showed that in 20 different rooms, there could be hundreds of conversations all happening at the same time. And And what just became clear is that there was no reason to stop having those conversations. And so uh, my, my co-founder of the Conversation.cc is Jamin Shively. And he'd been doing 24-hour calls every Friday for, the, for several months leading up to that and realized we could just launch a 24-7 online Zoom portal for transformation. We're currently up to almost 16 hours a day, noon Pacific to noon or to midnight Pacific roughly at theconversation.cc, where you can come in and meet some fellow tribe members. And then if there's a a topic that's brewing, then we can go off to a breakout room with three people or 100 people and be in a breakout room or just be in the lounge where you're connecting with new people. And and what seems to be happening is this this Zoomosphere, if you will, has gone from just being a convenience uh, to have a meeting to a necessity. And then beyond that to this powerful multiplier where we can all connect with each other. It's... Ah, it's, it's amazing because we've realized, you know, at first when this is all happening, it's like, oh, we have to meet over Zoom. It's just not the same. But we're growing what I call screen eyes. We're being able to see each other through this technology. And then through that, we're growing screen hearts. And we're really connecting on a whole nother level. It's, the game is changing from sitting here receiving content uh, to being in communication and in conversation with each other and therefore creating this connection uh, through, through the technology that's available now. And that's what we aim to do with the, with the conversation.cc is give us this chance 
to always have a place to communicate and to create this collective compassion. See, the, the conversation.cc, we have the CC standing for collective compassion, that we're, we're realizing, of course, that we're all in this together. We've always known that. But now we need to enact this unity consciousness. We need to really step into this shared sense of progress and communication and connection like John and the Sign Network is helping to create and so many other great programs are helping to create that we are moving forward with this unity consciousness that is, it's now. It's now or never. We got into this mess together and we've got to work together to move through this. And so if conversations with other like-minded folks is something that feels good to you, then come check us out. Give it a try at theconversation.cc. And thanks, Kurt and gang, so much. It's, it's beautiful to share this. Okay, great. Peter, thanks so much. And just to remind the uh, listening audience that there are full bios for uh, John and uh, Summer, Peter and Eve at the Voice America show page. And throughout the whole program, we'll be giving you links where you can track all of these programs. They'll be easy to follow. So it's interesting that in forming this linkings that we've mentioned many times in these two Voice America specials, uh, between the specials and the special issue of Light on Light magazine that showcase our moment of choice, is that your articles about your work were put in a discussion circle in the book, a circle that was entitled Frontiers Beyond Space and Time, and was all about new frontiers. So also with us is Eve Constantine, who's an evolutionary leader and who contributed a chapter to the book that's entitled Vibrational Intelligence, Tapping into the Language of the Universe. And I think we all immediately think of the synchronicity between that and the work that you, John Summer, and Peter are doing. So, Eve, could you comment just a bit about that? Sure, happy to. And thanks to you, too, Kurt, for uh, the opportunity to participate today. Um, I'm loving listening to uh, everybody to find the call because what you guys have brought forth is to to be visible for all of humanity is how we are connected and you're doing it through the medium of technology, okay? Through the internet, which has already been around, but now through rarefied ways of connecting us um, all at once in real time. And for me... Vibrational intelligence, which is a term that I coined a decade and a half ago, I guess, uh, is a measure of not our our IQ, our emotional, uh, I mean our intellectual intelligence quotient, not our EQ, our emotional intelligence quotient, but our VQ, our vibrational intelligence quotient, for me, is now the ultimate or the meta-intelligence that encompasses all of these. And it is the kind of intelligence that is uh, active at a quantum level between us as quanta, I guess, individual of uh, the universe and all that is. And it's it's the unseen of the scene that the other the people have already spoken are demonstrating by what you've created through connectivity. VQ is what I call the technology that is our birthright, the technology of our birthright. We were born with this capacity to contact directly, even circumventing technology. I believe this is the direction we're going. I believe we'll see it in our lifetimes, possibly. and. Um, 
it's sort of like we came, if you think of yourself as like a, when you buy a new cell phone, a mobile phone, it comes loaded with all this stuff, right? And there's a learning curve to understanding each new phone when you get it. But there's always pieces, at least in my experience of my phone, that I haven't even tapped yet. Capacities that it has, um, apps that are on it. And I kind of look at that as our vibrational intelligence, which we are just learning into right now. And curiously, I wanted to say that um, what Roger, you had just, I don't have your name right, I hope, talked about in the conversation, uh, another project that I'm doing has paralleled that too. Uh, it's, it's been interviews between millennials and boomers, we call it the up levels, and it's, it's a podcast now, but we just have found the same thing you found, that there's this connectivity that wants to keep happening, and so we too are taking that into the future. So thanks very much. Lots to say in a short time, but... Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, John and Summer and Peter and and Eve, great. Thanks so much. I think we've all been so amazingly surprised by what's happened in the switching over from in-person events to online events and in all this uh, online participation. So let's hope that it's a part of what the book Our Moment of Choice sees as the new frontiers that are really actually pushing the world toward oneness. Let's really hope that that's the direction we're going. So thanks to all of you, and we're going to be back in a moment here with another discussion from the book, Our Moment of Choice, Evolutionary Visions, and Hope for the Future, and the connection of that vision to all the events of the 2020 summer-fall event season. Okay, so here we are in the studio with another group of event leaders from programs from the summer-fall event season. We've opened up this whole topic of how everything has gone online all around the world in response to the COVID pandemic. And this really has opened up many new frontiers in transformative programming, as we just heard. And this programming is also right in line with the Circle Four theme of our moment of choice, Healing Ourselves and the Planet, where on our first Voice America special, Dr. Lori Layden talked about her important work in personal and collective healing. So I'm here with Karuna, the host editor of Light on Light magazine, and Ariel Patricia from Sacred Stories and Sacred Stories Media and Sacred You. Now, Light on Light magazine, which is a partner of Sacred You, will be publishing the special magazine issue that includes coverage of both the book, Our Moment of Choice, and also all the events of the summer-fall event season that stem from the thematics of that book, and are the subject of this broadcast. So in talking about the chapter New Frontiers just now, and discussing this whole landscape of online programming, we want to move now to the theme of Circle Four, healing ourselves and the planet. So with me here is actually the group of event leaders who did the programming for the group that we just interviewed, which was for the World Unity Week and the International Day of Yoga. Now, these were June programs that were, in a lot of ways, really a warm-up for the programs for the fall that we're talking about now. So the programs that you, Akrun, and Ariel did for World Unity Week and the International Day of Yoga were entitled Yoga Wisdom for Healing and Peace, and they reached over 30,000 people. And I know, Karuna, you've carried that forward now, working with Ariel for a course at Sacred You that is, again, so appropriate to the pandemic. It's entitled Healing Grief with Kundalini Yoga, 
and also the awakening of the 10 bodies. And it's gotten five-star reviews. And further, I know that we're going to bring in for that healing programming also for this fall's Up Convergence and the Peace Weekend in September, which John Raymer just talked about. So, Ariel, tell us about Sacred You and the programs there that are truly addressing this healing ourselves and the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Kurt. Thanks so much for having me. And yes, Sacred You is the online course division of Sacred Stories Media. And the Sacred You, you know, from the beginning, we've always believed in, in two things, that it's important that we take the time to learn the wisdom teachings, the traditions of our, of our histories, spiritual history, and that we have a personal experience ourselves with spirit, with with the teachings. And so at Sacred You, all of our courses are based on those two foundational principles. Karuna's Healing Grief with Kundalini Yoga is a perfect example of one that uses both of those principles because Karuna talks about the deeper wisdom tradition of Kundalini Yoga and she brings you through this really powerful healing practice that you can have a personal experience healing grief. Actually, you mentioned that they're five-star courses, and that is true. And, and a review on healing grief is the, is the student actually wrote a review that said by the time she finished doing Karuna's practice, that she was thanking the source of her grief for bringing her to the teachings. That's how powerful they are. And that, and that really encapsulates what Sacred You is all about. It's about creating courses that the individual can dive deeper into our own personal wisdom and traditions that many of them have been lost or hidden from us and create opportunities for us to have our own personal experiences with spirit and the teachings. So. Well, Ariel, boy, thanks so much. Now, now, Karuna, so tell us then about this program, Healing Grief, and especially uh, because I know you're taking forward those themes for healing and peace also for the programming you're doing in the fall season, which will include the Up Convergence and the Peace Weekend. So tell us about that. Thank you so much, Dr. Kurt Johnson. It's so nice to be back here with you and Ariel and work with Sacred You. It's a beautiful platform to be able to do these private sessions, these wonderments of our moment of choice, this incredible book with Light on Light magazine and in just publishing collaboration with Sacred You and the work we're doing out there, friends and, and colleagues, are, is really focused on healing grief, is focused on relapses. It comes a relapse and yet it goes so much quicker now after this course has been um, observed and taken full on for the full two hours is all you have to give it. And signing up for that one two-hour slot like a retreat in any one of these uh, courses that you get on Sacred You gives you a journey. 
And with healing grief or even the awakening of the 10 bodies, which we have on Sacred You as well, it gives you a full-on journey from tuning in and then tuning out. And then the relapses come, but they don't stay as long anymore. And you feel stable in the process, which we still have relapses in ignorance. We still have habits that we've occurred over years and spent in an awareness of our true nature but relapses don't happen as often and they last not as long as they used to and that's where we're seeing a dramatic change in these types of courses online through these platforms it's incredible to see and witness and be a teacher of kundalini yoga because the work takes shorter than six months to observe and activate whereas any other kind of yoga practice is known to take up to 22 years to master kundalini takes six months so i invite everybody who's not bound by time who knows love is timeless who knows we're all about the space is a peace in motion and a peace is joy at rest Wow, so Karuna, thanks so much and such a great synchronicity with the things that Lori Layden talked about in her chapter in our moment of choice. So this is really the sacred side of this work for healing and peace. And I'm going to be going over now to talk to Jeff Janung of Contemplative Life and Dr. David Sloan Wilson of Pro Social World about the programs that the scientific community will be partnering in on these same topics particularly in the context for them of circle five of our moment of choice, namely integrating science and spirituality. So there's a multitude of related events that are unfolding across September and October in this collective and personal healing area. And our audience can track them by simply consulting the information at unity.earth. That's unity.earth that'll be tracking all these events. And these not only include the events that Rick Ulfick will be showcasing in the next part of this program, but also these events to watch for. The Participation Summit, the Building the New World Summit, the Conscious Business Shift, Being the Change, the Global Coherence Pulse, the One Planet Peace Forum, the UN's Week of Spirituality, and the Conversation. And don't worry about remembering them all now because they're all in the magazine that's being done by Karuna and Shannon Winter's team at Light on Light magazine, which is also entitled Our Moment of Choice. And if it's not out now, it'll be out any day at lightonlight.us. And remember, all of these events are online and most of them are free. So I'm gonna go over now to talk to Jeff Janung and Dr. David Sloan Wilson. Your unfolding work with pro-social spirituality is part of Light on Light magazine's feature on initiatives that are integrating science and spirituality, and fully in context with two of the thematic circles of the evolutionary leader's new book, Our Moment of Choice. Circle one, bridge building, in which David and I co-author a chapter, and also circle five, integrating science and spirituality. So tell us about this program, Pro-Social Spirituality, which has grown from the convergence of David's pioneering work in evolutionary biology and the founding of the Pro-Social Movement, and Jeff's pioneering work with contemplativelife.org. So let's start with David. Right. I'll, tell, I'll, I'll 
address the pro-social word. Jeff can address the spirituality uh, word. Pro-social is a fusion of two areas of science. One is based on the Nobel Prize winning work of uh, Eleanor Ostrom, and the other is based on um, contextual behavioral science, which includes the mindfulness-based therapies. And so we've put these together into a way with working with groups that basically makes them, in the first place, capable of more cooperation. That's what Ostrom's core design principles are about. And in the second place, makes them more flexible in working towards valued change, uh, more adaptable, you might, uh, uh, you might say. So this has been a, a project that's 10 years in the making. We're now working with groups around the world. We've trained hundreds of facilitators. And uh, so that's awesome all by itself. And the, and the mindfulness-based part of pro-social, I think, does take a number of important steps in the direction of spirituality. Uh, but then pro-social uh, spirituality adds, takes, takes that still further in the direction of spirituality. And here's where I can pass off to, uh, to Jeff. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for you know, bringing some attention to this. We're very excited about the possibilities you know, one of the things that excited me about pro-social and pro-social world is it has a methodology that is grounded in empirical science that is able to be duplicated where groups that engage these eight core design principles that Eleanor Ostrom discovered in her field work with her husband um, enable uh, groups of all kinds in any domain to flourish. Well, when David and I began uh, collaborating together, we wondered about um, what would happen if we brought kind of a vertical dimension to this work. We knew that, you know, from a pro-social standpoint, the core design principles, um, you know, had this uh, repeatable methodology for social flourishing in groups. And uh, the work that, you know, I had done with Brother Wayne Teasdale, the author of The the Mystic Heart, um, that came up with these nine elements of universal spirituality. And so we began thinking, hmm, eight core design principle, nine elements, what would happen if we bring these together? And so what we have done is created a combined training Um, We submitted a proposal to the Templeton Religious Trust and uh, asked them to support a research initiative that would allow us to explore the intersection of pro-social and the core design principles and inter-spirituality with these nine uh, elements. And so we have put together a program where we can begin offering this to groups of all kinds and then doing an experiment, research, to see, do they add anything to one another? Do they create a synergy when you bring them together? And so we're excited about embarking on this starting in September. No, great, Jeff, uh, to hear that. I think it's going to be new news to so many people because David's work starting in 2015 has really created a revolution uh, of cooperation between the, the wisdom and spiritual side of activism and the secular and scientific side of activism. So just uh, jumping back to you, David, for a moment, any way you want to add to what Jeff just said? Well, I want to encourage groups to uh, get involved. We're creating an amazing 
framework. Um, and uh, But that requires groups coming to the uh, table. We'll be reaching out to organizations of all sorts, and there's so many spiritual organizations out there, all basically with their hearts and in the right in the right uh, place. So we really encourage both organizations or single groups of people who are spiritually oriented to get in touch with us and to make the commitment to basically get involved. We've made the process simple and engaging, and uh, we're very confident that uh, just about any group that gets involved with this is going to be... Um, is going to find it uh, rewarding. And it's there that we can really imagine a grand experiment of uh, lots of groups getting involved and then on the basis of their experience becoming mentors for other groups. And it's there where the process can go viral and we can really think about propagating groups um, uh, in, a, in, in, in a, a rapid fashion, which, of course, it needs to be rapid in order to um, to accomplish the change that needs to be uh, that needs to be done. Yeah, David, thanks so much. So, if people in the listening audience haven't heard of ProSocial before, they've heard of it now, and it'll certainly be taking its place in this whole series of events that we're talking about globally through this fall season. So, Jeff, do you want to tell people how to contact you and anything else you want to say? Yeah, the, the best way is uh, well. First, you know, we are developing a website. ProSocialSpirituality.org. Um, this is a collaboration between ProSocial.world and ContemplativeLife.org. Um, so through either of those organizations, you can also find out more about it. Um, and also, you know, uh, get on our mailing list for more information, find out about the trainings uh, that might be coming up, that uh, most of which are being done virtually. Uh, there's both group trainings, uh, six-session uh, uh, program, as well as facilitator trainings for this. We're, we're training the trainers. Uh, but this also is not just for spiritual and religious groups, but groups of any kind, uh, because even on the, uh, the nine elements of universal spirituality, it you know, doesn't use religious language. There's not barriers. It's uh, something that is very open and accessible to groups of any kind, even in secular and business settings. Okay, Jeff, thanks so much. And just to remind everyone again, because we've been talking about the special issue of Light on Light magazine that parallels these broadcasts, uh, the pro-social uh, movement experiment will be the feature in the whole section about integrating spirituality and uh, science. So, David and Jeff, thank you so much. And now I'm going to be moving over very fittingly to talk to Steve Farrell of Humanity's team about Global Oneness Day and the Global Oneness Summit, which, again, you and David are a part of. So, Steve, tell us about the Global Oneness Summit. You bet. Well, it's a very exciting program this year. This is our 11th year celebrating the Global Oneness Summit. Uh, this year, the theme is the power of love, resetting humanity to a new way of living on the earth. And uh, the inspiration for the summit came from Marianne Williamson's historic campaign running, of course, for uh, Democratic nominee for President of the United States, where uh, we could all see her on the public stage sharing that we want to base uh, our uh, civilization 
on on love, not not on fear. And um, uh, of course, she had a great deal of courage to bring that message to the public stage. Now, with COVID and George Floyd and these other things that are surfacing, of course, they're uh, with and, and sequester. Uh, it's been a, a, a really a great opportunity to, uh, to deeply consider our values and to consider how we live our lives in our homes and in the workplace and collectively. Uh, to consider uh, the power of love. Uh, we believe, along with many others, the, the evolutionary leaders, of which I'm a part, and many conscious leaders all over the world, that now is, is an important moment. It's a moment where uh, we need to consider pivoting in the way that we live our life from uh, this place of what I'm going to call separation, uh, where we believe we're separate from each other, separate from Gaia, separate from the animal kingdom, uh, to what science increasingly is affirming, uh, quantum physics in particular, but also biology and geology, that all of life is deeply interrelated, interconnected, and interdependent. That, in fact, all of life is an emanation of one thing uh, that we could call the cosmos or life or humanity or, or the divine. We want to use spiritual terms we often do in humanity. So that's what the Global Oneness Summit uh, is about. It's, uh, it's a spiritual activism event. It's also a celebration event where scientists and world leaders uh, and uh, spiritual leaders, uh, people from many different disciplines, come together to share in their own words and their own wisdom about oneness. Uh, so uh, the, the program runs from Saturday, October 17th to Saturday, October 24th. And uh, October 24th is the actual Global Oneness Day uh, this is, of course, an eight-day eight summit. Um, and by the way, you can go to uh, globaloneness.summit.org, globaloneness.summit.org to see all of the programming. It's free if you register and you're working or traveling or something. You send out free viewing links uh, if you register. So when you go to globaloneness.summit.org, you can see the programming, you can see the speakers, just leave your name and email address, and then we'll send you the rest for you. We'll send out free viewing links so you can participate live, or uh, after the fact, you can, uh, you'll can you get these recorded links so you can do at your leisure. Now, um, the program starts on the 17th of October at 8.30 a.m. Pacific with something uh, new that we're doing this year. It's called... Uh, shout out love, <laughs> shout out love moment. So from 8.30 a.m. Pacific to 9 a.m. Pacific, and then it's repeated again uh, 12 hours later, 8.30 p.m. Pacific to 12 uh, or to 9 p.m. Pacific. We've got a whole group, all the speakers for Global Oneness Summit and others. Uh, the uh, uh, Gandhi's grandson, and uh, we're hoping Marianne Williamson, uh, uh, Kurt Johnson, you know, and, and many others are coming live to be on camera for this 30-minute program that's called Shout Out Love. And it's a, if you've seen the really kind of fun and cool Disney thing called Horton Hears the Who, 
you've, you've seen this moment where uh, they're shouting out. Uh, in, in the case of Horton, here's the who. They're saying, we are here. We are here. Uh, and this is, we are love. You know, we are love. We express love. We are about love. Our basis is love. Um, so a real special program there that's live, people can see on camera, uh, that launches the Global Oneness Summit. So that's the beginning of the first day, Saturday the 17th. And then uh, the program that follows is a formal opening ceremony with Ambassador Anwal Chowdhury from the United Nations. He is the individual that way back in, on May 20th uh, of, of uh, 2010 received the Humanity Team Global Council. We, uh, all of us assembled there from around the world. We met at the United Nations. We were received by Ambassador Chowdhury. He was the one that uh, asked Humanity seemed to create global oneness they ourselves, because we'd flown in with 52,000 signatures from people in over 170 countries that were inviting the United Nations to create global oneness. Day. So we brought our package uh, with the declaration signed by 52,000. We presented it to Ambassador Chowdhury on that day, and he turned the whole thing around. And he said there are 194 countries represented going to take way too long for the United Nations to create a global one day. So, so you create it and uh, grow it. And, it's, and, and he went on to say, as part of his speech, that in, until there is a sense of solidarity, which he defined as oneness, uh, that nothing of any consequence is going to uh, happen here on the earth to create uh, and to create a, a sustainable earth and to create flourishing. So that uh, we, this, is, this is imperative. Let's awaken the world to oneness. And, and of course, in today's world here in, in 2020, many of us have, have at least heard that we're all one. Um, so we have some familiarity with it. Obama, of course, made this part of his, uh, his ceremony. Uh, but, but many people don't have awareness. They, this whole, that science is affirming, we're deeply interrelated. Are connected and interdependent, and emanation of one thing, offspring of one thing. Uh, people, many people all over the world don't have any familiarity with it, and, and then certainly they're not aligning their lives with this truth in terms of how they live their lives, where we see that we're a part of each other, this Ubuntu thing, I am because you are, which is what oneness means. So it's, it's important, it's an important cause, um, like an Earth Day. Uh, where First Earth Day is, hey, the Earth is important. It's our only home. Let's preserve it. But likewise, if ultimate reality is that we're, we're one, well, my gosh, we, we better all be clear on that so we can align our lives that way. So we've got all these marvelous speakers that are coming together. Marianne Williamson is doing a keynote. Sri Sri Ravi Shankar is doing a keynote. Um, Kurt uh, Johnson with David Wilson, that with the Dalai Lama, and uh, that uh, there's an interview that's also a keynote as part of the Global Oneness Summit. Neil Donald Walsh, a scientist, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, Lynn McTaggart. And Lynn McTaggart's really more in the area of a researcher. Uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Anash Desai, um, and then people that lead nonprofit organizations are participating. Adil 
Kasim, who's with Unify, uh, Ben Bowler will all, with uh, Unity Earth, and I already mentioned Ken Johnson, Emmanuel Councilman, who runs the Greenheart organization, Jim Garrison, who runs the Equity uh, University, Terry Pat pulls that particular panel together. It's called Movement of Movement. Uh, so, so that's a little taste. I invite you to go to the global oneness site. Um, I that little taste of speakers. That's that's about fifteen uh, percent of the speakers. So there's really quite a uh, an incredible, impressive group. They're all freely giving of their time and uh, for an important cause. Uh, oneness is, is not something woo woo or silly. It's, it's real. It's affirmed by science. So invite you to uh, go learn about the program, register, and uh, let's, let's, let's get involved. Let's bring some activism to the earth. Let's celebrate and have fun at the same time. You know, great, Steve. Thanks so much. Uh, and Steve also is a contributor to the book, Our Moment of Choice, which, of course, is the umbrella under both this special and the one that we did on August 26th about the book itself. And yes, Global Oneness Day and Global Oneness Summit are, are actually a global fixture. They're one of the big events of the year. Having them online this year is fantastic. It's free. So just follow Steve's direction. And uh, I know from being a part of the programs that it's just tremendously inspiring, informative, and so pivotal in its message right now. So, Steve, thank you uh, so much. And uh, Diane, Deborah, Bob, and I are going to be handing the program over now to our co-host, Rick Ulfick, who's going to be bringing us five guests who are carrying out other inspiring programs that are a part of this 11 Days of Global Unity, the Up Convergence, and the Peace Weekend. So we're going to be right back with that just after this message from the publisher of our moment of choice, Beyond Words, Atria Books, an imprint of Simon & Schuster. Hello, this is Richard Cohn, publisher of Beyond Words. We are very honored to be partnering with Simon & Schuster and the Synergy Foundation to bring you a new, thought-provoking book for these challenging times. It is called Our Moment of Choice, and it features 43 of the world's most well-known spiritual thinkers, offering practical solutions to the most pressing problems of our time, from economic inequality and social injustice to climate change and spiritual disconnection. Deepak Chopra offers his thoughts on how our inherent wholeness is not a choice, while Greg Braden suggests that we can change our world by first realizing that none of us are separate from each other. Lynn McTaggart investigates the link between altruism and self-healing. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, and many others share their thoughts on moving forward in ways that expand our consciousness and benefit the global community. Our moment of choice calls on us all to be the co-creators of a just, unified, peaceful, and thriving world. The time has come for all humanity to be united in purpose. This is our call to action. This is our collective moment of choice upon which our future depends. You can purchase your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Beyond Words, or your local independent bookstore.
Thanks, Kurt. Today, I'm excited to welcome several visionary leaders and activists who have dedicated their lives to transforming society and the world. Chief Phil Lane Jr., Ben Bowler, Sharon Ria, Dr. Marty K. Casey, and Dr. Jude Curavan. I'm Rick Ulfick, founder of We The World, an international coalition building organization that unites and amplifies the efforts of change makers working for peace, justice, sustainability, and transformation. You can connect to us by going to we.net. 16 years ago, we brought partners together worldwide to launch what has become the annual 11 Days of Global Unity with 11 campaigns to transform our society and serve people and the planet. Each year, 11 days goes from September 11th through September 21st, the UN International Day of Peace, and participants have included Desmond Tutu, Jane Goodall, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Ralph Nader, Eve Ensler, Bill McKibben, and many others. This year, as humanity faces the multiple intersecting pandemics of racism, inequality, COVID-19, and climate disruption, at this 16th anniversary of 11 Days of Global Unity, we are excited to open on September 11th with a summit on the future of humanity presented by Humanity Rising and We the World featuring Desmond Tutu, Vandana Shiva, and other visionary global leaders. Now let's hear about highlights of the other programs and events of an extraordinary alliance of organizations coming together, including Unity Earth, Compassion Games, Sign Network, We the World, Indigenous Groups, Unify, Uplift, Whole Worldview, and more than 100 others, all participating in 11 Days of Global Unity, the Caravan of Unity, the eight-day Up Convergence, and the three-day Peace Weekend. In the tradition of letting indigenous first voices speak first, I'd like to start with Chief Phil Lane Jr. Chief Phil, Phil Lane Jr. is an enrolled member of the Yankton, Dakota, and Chickasaw First Nations and is an internationally recognized leader in human and community development. For over 50 years, he has worked with indigenous peoples in North, Central, and South America, Micronesia, Southeast Asia, India, Hawaii, and Africa. With elders from across North America, Phil co-founded the Four Worlds International Institute in 1982. Welcome to the broadcast, Chief Phil Lane Jr. And please share any words of wisdom you might have about the times we're living in, the prospects for the future, and how you are participating in programs and events coming up. I thank you so much, my dear brother, for this wonderful introduction and also bringing us all together. It's so wonderful to be sitting here with a beautiful, beautiful reflection of the diversity of our human family. Uh, if I may, my dear brother, I'd like to say a short prayer uh, to begin this, this, this 
Otunkashla Wakantaka, creator of the universe, most beloved one, all powerful one, most kind one, most compassionate one, ever forgiving one. Oh, most ancient way, we call upon your holy power this day. We ask that all our relatives that walk with us, those that have gone before us, those will come after us. We're all related. That we might move forward in fulfillment as we know of all those sacred prophecies throughout Mother Earth that has promised that after this long spiritual wintertime that our human family would arise beginning with our seventh generation, our young people and others, and we would come together and there will be world peace. So we creator, we follow that path. We call upon all our relatives to the east from where comes the beautiful red sunrise, to the south from where comes new life, springtime, to the west where comes thunder, lightning and rain and darkness, and the north from where comes the white snow and the cleansing white North winds as they purify our hearts and minds that we might come together, all these tribes and nations, respect all the masculine and feminine elements of life to complete balance. Aho. Mitaki Epi, my relatives, we are in this incredible, exciting time. A time long foretold by the sacred prophecy of our indigenous peoples everywhere on Mother Earth, everywhere that I've traveled, we have these sacred prophecies, as well as all those traditions, those other global faiths also have this time, they promise. I think one of them, uh, very pertinent this part of the world, is the Lord's Prayer, which so many people say about Mother Earth. And I always love this phrase. I always reflect on this phrase. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a sacred teaching, and this will be. Now, in this process, as we move towards 2030, where the beginning of world peace will be established, the, the key thing for our indigenous people is there's a process, not an event. The first step in this process, from our perspective, is differentiation. That's what we see happening here. Differentiation is about, first of all, understanding that we, first of all, have to really, really, really understand ourselves and purify our hearts and minds. There's a beautiful saying that talks about this. It says, my first counsel is this, possess a pure, kindly, and radiant heart, that yours may be a sovereignty, ancient, and perishable, and everlasting. And so this first stage of differentiation is about all of us within ourselves, within our families, within our extended families, within our tribes, so to speak, within our relatives. We cleanse our hearts and minds and really understand after we clear away all the intergenerational trauma, after we clear away all the disunity, then we understand each other, whether it be as women, whether it be as Dakotas, whether it be our relatives who, are, who are, came from Africa and are here, here and have gone through their unique experience, our indigenous people here. We have so many hundreds and hundreds of tribes and nations. We have to clear, clear up ourselves. Now, what's, it's like, how could you weave a beautiful, beautiful star quilt unless we knew what each part of that pattern was? So then the second stage. So that's why I'm saying, brothers, I heard brothers kind of, they said, why do we have to have women's circles? Why the, all of us need to come together and clarify, whether it be women, whether it be men, however, whether it be uh, our relatives who have other dimensions, that are sacred to them, 
whatever it is, cleanse that first. Cleanse our nations, cleanse our, our circles. Now, the second stage is still a stage where we're not quite to oneness. That's the stage of integration. Because to integrate, you have to understand the uniqueness of each part that's to be integrated. So it can come together in novel new ways, whole new ways. And of course then, from there, educators would call it generalization. That after you are able to differentiate really clearly, you can integrate, and it's generalization. We know as well, we call it oneness. We're moving towards oneness. The oneness of understanding that really every human being it came from the same clot of blood. All of us. In fact, our, our perspective is, is, is a statement. It's not, the, it's, not, it's not the oneness of the human family. It's the prior unity and oneness of the human family. Because when we began four and a half billion years ago, all was in the sea crystal of this universe. That means our consciousness, it means we as human beings, every dimension and then And I think this morning, I'll share this last little bit here, my brother, my sisters. You know, it's so interesting. Uh, you know, I've been studying the, you know, this thing about the stars and our relationship with stars. Can we talk about as our, you know, uh, Chukun, we talk about this, the, the Big Dipper, the, 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 those seven stars, the Pleiades, that's where we come from. But you know the reality, Mitakiyipi? All of us here together, everyone listening here, all of us have at the center of our Hebelhoven iron. But where does iron come from? Well, science tells us. Now we know. Supernovas. In fact, the entire surface of Mother Earth of any of those substances came from the stars. We are star beings in a way. In fact, you can go from here, right here on Mother Earth, you can go 100, uh, let's say 100 million light years off into the universe. And you know, that little atomic chart we learned when we were going through high school, same atomic chart, same one. The entire vast universe is one. And it's organized according to certain natural laws. And so now we're all going to get an opportunity to have these incredible days of unity, days of peace. We're all coming together like all these streams I see them come together like a mighty river. This river is beginning to roar and it's coming to that universal sea of consciousness in which we all awaken and realize each one of us is a drop from that universal sea of consciousness. So Midaki Epi, I just want to wish you a most, most wonderful day. Most wonderful day. Like my dad used to say, he said, son, if we can't be happy today, what day are we waiting for? <laughs> and it's true. That sounds, that sounds good, Chief Phil. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for, for bringing us beyond Earth to the, the, to the cosmos. L later, we're going to be hearing from Jude Caravan, who that's her specialty. Uh. So um, with the cosmic hologram. So uh, we're, we can, uh, we're looking forward to her. Um, so thank you, Chief Phil. And now let's hear from Ben Bowler, who has kind of like an overview of all of these things that are coming up for the, uh, uh, not only 11 days, but the, uh, you know, all the other things. So um, Ben Bowler is 
the executive director of Unity Earth, a global network building a worldwide movement for unity and peace. Ben and Unity Earth co-produced World Unity Week in June with more than 100 organizations participating, including We the World. And he and we are at it again with the eight-day Up Convergence and the three-day Peace Weekend, which together comprise 11 days of global unity and also, of course, the caravan or the multiple caravans of unity uh, that are happening all throughout September. Welcome to the broadcast, Ben Bowler, and please give us the overview of what's happening. All right. Wonderful, Rick. Great to be here with you and uh, Brother Phil and Jude and Marty and Sharon. And it's a real privilege to be back here on the Convergence radio show. Um, four years ago, we began, uh, with Dr. Kurt Johnson and others, this Convergence radio show as a, as a means of really getting this message out there on the buildup of the road to 2020. So it's very special to be here uh, right in the middle uh, of these uh, September events, which we've been, um, you know, working towards and uh, driving towards for so many years uh, in different parts of the world and sacred sites. Uncle Phil uh, has been with us on many of those journeys to sacred sites around Africa and uh, in the Middle East and uh, North America, Australia, and many others, of course, uh, the Indian adventure as well. So as we really now in the thick of this great convergence of all these different elements coming together, uh, it's a tremendous joy. It's a special joy to be here with Dr. Marty K. Casey as well, um, and, and Jude, and this whole essence of healing as uh, necessary uh, to achieve the unity that we seek and we desire. So I feel, Rick, you know, first and foremost, we've come a long way. Uh, since we were planning the Crestone Convergence all those years ago and the many other events that have led us to this road. So to be here on the verge now of the 11 days of global unity in 2020, to be on the, on the very threshold of the up convergence uh, soon, very soon, the Caravan of Unity comes into uh, Kearney, Nebraska, uh, and then down to St. Louis, uh, where Marty and Pookie and other activists, and then up to Chicago on the 11th of September, such a powerful resonant date uh, as the uh, uh, 11 days of global unity begin. And as Audrey Kitagawa reminded me recently, uh, 11th of September is also the anniversary of when the Parliament of World's Religions began in 1893 in Chicago and that famous speech of Vivekananda uh, was made. So we're standing on, on the shoulders of not only of giants, but we're benefiting from uh, the pioneering work uh, of many who have walked the path uh, for such a long time. And it's an honor and a privilege to be here with, with you all now. So as we get ready, um, these what's amazing, um, I think, um, uh, about this moment, Rick, is, is just beyond, how beyond all of us it is. Uh, you mentioned the multiple caravans of unity. This is something that really has got a life of its own. It's got a mind of its own. The caravans of unity that are in full flourish now across the United States, across Europe and Brazil, uh, South Asia and different parts of the world, all building up to that date on the International Day of Peace this year. And that's a date that visionaries uh, have seen and have been uh, focusing on for such a long time. Barbara Marks Hubbard, Stephen Dynan, Adil Kassam, and many others for years, and we too have been focusing in on that date, now just a matter of weeks away 
uh, as the world really shows up. Uh, many, many countries, multilingual, right across the planet, standing for unity, standing for peace uh, at a time of great crisis. So this journey has brought together um, so many different elements. And, uh, you know, the work of Jude Caravan with the whole world view uh, and uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Julie Krull, who soon will be in Nebraska with Julie, um, and the good of the whole, very important concepts about the interrelatedness between the part and the whole that Dr. Jude and uh, Dr. Dr. Julie have done. And they really show us that everything belongs, that everything belongs. You can't separate social justice from the environmental degradation. You can't separate racism from spirituality. You can't separate how we treat each other politically to how we worship. Everything is interconnected in this incredibly unified field of reality. And to be working with groups and individuals that each have their own passion areas, that each have their own calling and mission, and to do it in a way where we're doing it together and we're showing up together and we're showing up uh, on the world stage with a historic force right, right in the nick of time. So it's a tremendous honor. It's a tremendous privilege. This is the 17th version of uh, the 11 Days of Global Unity. Uh, you know, so we're building on the great platform, Rick, that you've laid down. Um, and, you know, we're bringing all collectively the healers and the doctors of, and the medicine and the artists and the academics and the intellectuals and the change makers and the diplomats and all of us coming together uh, to rise as one. And there are solutions that exist. And this is the beautiful thing about the eight-day up convergence stewarded by Brother John Raymer, Becky uh, Suzuk and others to come together and to exchange solutions because it's not enough. Inspiration's not enough. We also need education. We need to learn what each other are up to. We need to get the solutions that can be the grounded transformation for ourselves and for our communities and for our planet. So this whole field of all these different elements coming together so beautifully expressed through the 11 themes of the 11 days of global unity uh, and so excited about entering that beginning of the up convergence ramping up to Peace Weekend and then taking the Caravan of Unity all the way through to the National Mall on Washington, D.C. on September the 28th. Our time has come. Our time is here. Let us make this moment count. Yes. And this is our moment of choice, as we've been hearing about as well. So uh, thank you, Ben. And now let's hear from Sharon Ria. Sharon Ria is founder of No Judgment, just love, whose mission is to inspire us all to live together with unconditional allowance, one courageous action at a time. She is a dynamic facilitator as well as a compassionate life and family coach. You can connect to her by going to njjl.world, and that's njjl for no judgment, just love. Welcome to the broadcast, Sharon Ria, and please tell us about your participation in 11 Days of Global Unity, your work in general, and any reactions to what you've heard so far. Oh, my goodness. I'm so honored to be here, Rick. Thank you for inviting me. Hello, Ben, Dr. Marty, Chief Phil, and Jude. 
it is it is a glory that I woke up this morning to be with each one of you today. <laughs> I am listening with open heart and big ears. Brother Phil, I resoundingly agree with everything you said and you laid out the first, which is the self, and then the difference, which we need to acknowledge everyone is different so that we can become a unified whole. And that is where I begin with no judgment, just love. No judgment, just love does not ask you to not judge because obviously that's who we are and that's what we do all the time. It's necessary to evaluate, to discern, to compare. But at the end of that discernment, no judgment, just love asks you to pause. And there should be more pauses in our world because we speak fast, we live fast, the world turns and we just keep going. And the pause, there is beautiful silence in a pause. There's beautiful opportunity in a pause. And when you pause, then you can decide for yourself. And that is where no judgment helps that everyone is valuable to our collective consciousness. Everyone is different and that is important and necessary because we need all voices. And thereby you can hopefully make a choice about your thoughts, your words, and your actions to see each other, especially yourself, as that wholeness. That is how I think we relate to each other better. So in the 11 days, of global unity, of which I am a part as a member of We the World, I come under two headings, that of unity as well as peace. And what I'm going to offer for those 11 days, beginning five days before September 21st, and that's starting on September 17th, is a <clears throat> online no judgment, just love challenge for everyone that you can do wherever you are in the world because it's going to ask you each day a question. Are you willing to explore no judgment, having less judgment for five different areas? And the first one is yourself. Can you have less judgment of yourself? The second day I'm going to invite everyone to explore no judgment and have unconditional love for a family member thereby taking it from the self to the family. And then on the third day, we're gonna go international. And can you have less judgment and actually promote international friendships with unconditional love? Gets a little harder after that, because on the fourth day, I'm going to ask, can you find unconditional love for someone you disagree with? and take that exploration. And then on the last day, pull your bootstraps up and get ready <laughs> because No Judgment Just Love will ask you to explore unconditional forgiveness for someone who has harmed, hurt, or disregarded you. And hopefully from those five days, as we end on September 1st, 21st, excuse me, the International Day of Peace, Individually, we have become part of the global stew, the soup, the, the bringing a wholeness to all of us. So thank you, Rick. Thank you, everyone, for allowing me to share what my goal is for the 11 days of global unity. Sure. And, and Sharon, do you want to also talk a little bit about the, the, uh, the peace campaign, the 11th 
campaign. Uh, you're also involved with that with Michelle Reed and the work um, of uh, working with people in prisons and maybe even mention some of the work that you've done in prisons, like with women, women in prison. I always appreciate you, Rick, for giving me the opportunity to speak about that amazing experience that I had. Yes, Michelle Reed is the coordinator for the 11th Day of Peace for, um, I'm sorry, the 11th Day of the Global Unity for Peace. And her mission, her life blood is helping people who are incarcerated find value, find meaning, and find hope. And what she just shared with me yesterday is she's working on a garden so that everyone who is incarcerated can have healthy food to nourish their bodies. I personally had the opportunity to work inside of a women's prison here in Arizona, where I live, um, offering them the opportunity as they were getting ready to be released to reunite with themselves and their families in my mode of a family relationship coach, as well as no judgment, just love. And what I found is, is not only these women that are in prison, but when I work with youth, I work a lot with middle schoolers and just everyone, we are parched for love and understanding and acceptance and letting ourselves remember that we are each magnificent at our core. And things have happened around us that caused us to miss that truth. So I did have the opportunity to share that with the women and they were renewed. That's wonderful, Sharon. Thank you so much. So um, let's um, go on to our next guest. Dr. Marty Casey is founder of Ungun Institute, an educational model to release the trauma from violence in the mind, body, and soul, and co-producer of Black Sun Day, that's S-O-N, and uh, that was this past August 9th, which was the sixth anniversary of the killing of Michael Brown by police in Ferguson, uh, Missouri. Uh, Dr. Marty uh, Casey is a motivational speaker and power coach and member of the St. Louis based network, National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment. Welcome to the broadcast, Dr. Marty K. Casey. And please tell us about the extraordinary events you have participated in like Black Sunday and also August 28th, as well as what's coming up, including the disarmament panel of the 11 Days of Global Unity Telesummit, where you will be talking about Ungun Institute. Thank you, Dr. Marty. Well, no, Rick, thank you. Thank you for having me. I feel like the, the, uh, the newborn baby to the family here with the networks. And so I'm so excited to be here. And hello to everyone on the panel. Um, the discussions that we had before we started this discussion was just as great as what we're having right now. So thank you, Rick. And um, I am excited to speak uh, to you about Ungun Institute Hill, H-E-A-L. Ungun Institute Hill was created um, um, out of a place of need. What I recognized after uh, the unrest of Ferguson had taken place six years ago, I really started to pay attention to the fact that um, we were 
we were collectively uh, weighing in and being affected by the murders of so many um, black children across the world. Um, and we could start to call them by name. We could identify their name. We could identify uh, where the assault took place. And we, we could tell you all of those parts of the story. But one of the, the parts of the story I was not hearing, uh, I was not hearing what happened afterwards. How did, what, what were we doing to make things better? And what I mean, not just to stop the violence, but how were we even healing those who were affected by those stories? That collective trauma, I believe, continues to grow uh, across the, the nation, across the world. And we now live in a place where we spend more time um, being, being uh, dismantled, if you will, and disconnected by what is taking place in us unifying. We say those words, unity, we speak those words, peace, but we're really not giving individuals the steps or the opportunity to get there. So I, I wanted to create something that would allow us to, to look within because I understand trauma oh so well. I wish I didn't, but I was born, um, unfortunately, in a family of a lot of dysfunction. My father uh, was an alcoholic. I came from a loving family. I really did. But the dysfunction began to, um, it, it, it was just, it, it was, it trickled down from generation to generation. And even now to this day, I don't drink, I don't do drugs or anything like that. I never have. But it was simply because I was trying my best to heal. I knew that I personally needed to heal myself in order to live my best life. So one of the things that I, I intend to do uh, over the, the next uh, 11 days, I want to teach those uh, three simple steps of how we can get there. The first step is to forgive. We have to forgive. As uh, Sharon spoke about no judgment, I don't judge my father for the fact that he became an alcoholic. But I understand the fact that he was, I needed to make a better choice for myself. And so the second step would be to heal. After we forgive, we have to, we have to be willing to do the work, the self-work that's hard. And that is to say, I'm ready, I'm ready to heal. And that last step is to live. We then have to live our best life by the choices we have made. And not only is that forgive, heal, and live is a self, uh, exp uh, um, you know, goal for ourselves, but we have to have that for each other. I need to give you the opportunity to do the same. And I believe collectively, if we did that, then we will unite and we will get to a place where we can move we can move into um, that, that world of living in unity. I really do believe that. So what I would like to do is introduce a hashtag. Hashtag I can, C-A-N. I can forgive. I can heal. I can live. I can. And I would like to know, did Sharon raise her hand? Who else on here can, I can. Yes, I can. And so I am excited 
uh, 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 about the WE network. But even before we get to WE, it has to start with self. I can. Because I want to join in the WE. I want to bring my best me. So that when I join in with your best, then we, we can unite. We can, we, we can do all things. We can live in peace. We can show love. But it starts with I can. So I can forgive. I can heal. I can live. And I, um, I'm excited to, to be a part of these networks. Coming off of Black Sunday, S-O-N-D-A-Y, was truly an eye-opener even for myself, although, um, you know, if you will, I was, you know, the, the individual to, to, to say, hey, Ben, can we make this happen? And he said yes. <laughs> and so when he gave me that, that good hearty yes, we moved forward to making it happen. But we didn't do this alone. It was a collective effort where we brought people in from Ferguson to the world to speak about those things of where the offense has happened. And we didn't, we didn't take you back to the stories to relive the stories, but we took you back to a place of understanding so that we can uproot that pain and that hurt. And now we can begin to plant the things that really are necessary to move us forward. And Washington, D.C., being in Washington, D.C. for the march with Al Sharpton was just truly uh, a historical moment. And so as we collectively gather these opportunities, I hope that we're not just saying yes to showing up just to be there or to take photo ops, but go with the intention of leaving out, moving forward. What else? What can we do next? How can we continue to move these things forward? that will make the difference, not only in our lives and our communities, but around the world. So again, I thank you for the opportunity to speak. You will hear more about Ungun Institute Hill. And, yes. um, and then right now, please today, start using hashtag I can. That's our pledge to each other, to be our best, to forgive, to heal and live. Thank you. Well, thank you, Marty, Dr. Marty Casey. Uh, now let's hear from Jude Caravan. Dr. Jude Caravan, PhD, is a cosmologist, planetary healer, futurist, author, most recently of the Cosmic Hologram, and previously one of the UK's most senior business women. She has a master's degree specializing in cosmology and quantum physics and a doctorate in archaeology researching ancient cosmologies. Working with traditional wisdom keepers, her work integrates leading edge science, consciousness research, and universal wisdom teachings. She is a member of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle and co-founder of Whole World View, aiming to serve the understanding, experiencing, and embodying of unity. To connect with her and see more about this, you can go to wholeworld-view.org. Welcome to the broadcast, Jude Caravan, and please give us your thoughts and let us know how you are participating also in 11 Days of Global Unity and all of these other programs 
in September that we've been talking about. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rick. And it's been an honor to both be with these wonderful folks on this panel, but also to hear every inspirational and empowering and action-based linking up and lifting up that they're all doing, we're all doing, and we're inviting you all to join us in doing over 11 days of, of global unity. And um, I'd like to just take a step back, really, to, to have a sense of what I mean by unity. Um, because until now, mainstream science has told us that reality is solely physical, that its appearance of separation is true, and that somehow mind and consciousness arise from random evolutionary accidents and biological competition. Instead, ever more compelling evidence is revealing that the reality of our universe emerges meaningfully and purposefully from more fundamental and multidimensional realms of unified reality, and that separation is an illusion, that mind and consciousness aren't something we have, but literally what we and the whole world are. And this new scientific understanding that's showing up at all scales of existence and across numerous fields of research isn't just converging with universal spirituality and indigenous wisdom teachings, but its whole worldview literally integrates all into a unifying framework, a cosmology of consciousness, a science of love. It's showing that the true nature of reality is unity expressed in radical diversity, as Chief Phil talks about, differentiation. You know, every snowflake is different. Every leaf on every tree is different. Every human being is different. And yet, we're all part of the wholeness. It's a universe that not only exists and evolves as a unified and fundamentally connected entity, but an inherently intelligent and alive universe that embodies meaning and purpose and an evolutionary impulse to evolve from simplicity to complexity and ever greater levels of individual self-awareness. We, we are microcosmic co-creators of its evolutionary potential and we have natural supernormal powers of intuition and a profound awareness and ability to communicate with its other realms of intelligences. And it's inviting us at this moment, our moment of choice, to remember who we really are and to think cosmic, feel global and act local. And as we do, and as, as my wonderful fellow panelists have been expressing, we're being called to expand what Einstein called our circle of compassion, to expand beyond the me, to include the we and the all, and together to empower our vision of unity in diversity into action vitally action for transformational change. 
So during the 11 days of global unity, our team at Whole World View and our unity community will be linking up and lifting up with so many incredible partners around the world. Firstly, to bring this message of unity in diversity each day and applying it to the 11 themes of the 11 days of global unity. And just to give an example of those, we begin with unity and move on to interconnectedness. But along the way, we also include environments. So we've talked about healing today. And so for me and for our community at Whole World View, this is a journey of healing, of remembering the wholeness of not only just who we really are, but what the whole cosmos is. So when we have a theme of environment, it's speaking to how we can from this perspective, instead of separation and an environment that's somehow a passive backdrop to our lives and somehow you know, everything's competing with everything else to get on, no, it goes back to what Chief Phil said. We're part of a sentient planet. We call Gaia, Mother Earth, Gaia. And we're part of her web of life, and we're one of all of her children. But Gaia and we go back to the very beginning of our universe. That journey began 13.8 billion years ago. And yes, she feels absolutely right. We are stardust, but we're even older. And I feel that some days when I get up in the morning. We go back to the very beginning of our universe. The hydrogen that formed then is part of the water within the oceans and the waters of Gaia. The waters within us go back to that very first moment of our universe. So we are at the bow wave of our universe and Gaia's evolutionary edge. We have meaning, we have purpose on being here. And when we can come, when we can remember unity and diversity, we can grow up and show up and link up and lift up to heal our relationship with her and step forward to become stewards, not plunderers, to step forward to become co-evolutionary partners with her and our entire universe. And that's just one day of the 11 days of global unity. Wow. <laughs> so there's much, much more, and we'll speak each day. And it's an invitation. It's an invitation, a question. What do each of us stand for? What do we stand for? What do we all stand for? Because this truly is our moment of choice. Exactly, exactly. So let's open it up. Um, we can have in the remaining minutes, a, a kind of a round table. And I just wanna say for me, the big lesson of the pandemic is that the well-being and survival of the whole of society depends on the well-being of each member of our community. And for me, that's the essence of a we-based society. I'm just wondering um, how that idea may connect with what you're thinking and, and doing, um, especially how we might move from this confluence of the crises that humanity is now facing towards having a we-based society and culture that prioritizes the common good and the well-being of all. Anyone want to start and, of course, comment on anything we've heard? Maybe Chief Phil, 
you um, heard what Jude was just talking about and, and all of this. What do you think? Uh, you're muted, Chief Phil. I have to say that each and every one of these beloved panelists that I've had such honor to be with just absolutely inspired my soul. And I have to tell you, I was listening to uh, Dr. Jude. Wow. You, that you just described in detail our indigenous worldview, what you'll find in Africa, you'll find anywhere in this Mother Earth. And so we know this, and I love it. The prior unity and oneness of the human family, the prior unity and oneness, it's not just oneness here, it from the very beginning. And I love what uh, the Quran says. It says that each one of us came from the same clot of blood. So this understanding of oneness and unity and diversity uh, is really at the heart of this. And it's, it's so true, you know, and I think in this forgiveness process so beautifully brought up, you know, the key, uh, Dr. Marty talked about forgiveness. You know, the most difficult I've found is to forgive our own selves, to forgive our own selves. Because, you know, part of this intergenerational trauma that's passed on to us from generation to generation, which is well alive in us, uh, part of that is this feeling that somehow we just don't, you know, we're just not the incredible, noble, incredible, you know, like our elders say, again, I mentioned again, sovereignty is ancient and perishable and everlasting. And so now we're getting down to business. We are, because just like you'd said, Dr. Jude, all this said, we're way more in this physical plane of existence. Way more. This is, we're just, this is a little womb world to the next, to the ones beyond, just like the womb world of the baby was a womb world of this. And just like the baby has no idea to the incredible expanse of this universe in which that child is born because it's veiled by the womb wall. So are we. But in these old earth suits for myself, here in this world, which is veiled, yet now we're beginning to, to, you know, to, to feel beyond that veil. And remember, not only that there's, there is no veil, in fact, in the end, that's what we're going to all discover. So I just thank you again for just brilliance. And thank you so much, uh, Brother Rick. Doggone, you hit it right in the nose. I'll tell you, what an honor to be with this, this group. But, you know, I just, you know, I, sometimes I get this urge on these computers. Though we're not on a computer. I know we're, on the, we're talking on the air. But I just want to hug it. Hug the computer. So let's just get a little <laughs> hug. hug oh, I love you all so much. Give me a big hug and have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. That's right. And, and ben, said, you... Yeah, just one last little thing. My yes. dad said again. He said, son, if you can't be happy today, what day are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. Yeah, I do. I like that, too. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts, Ben? We can kind of go around quickly with everyone before we finish up our... Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, Rick. Well, it's uh, Uncle Phil's a, a tough act to follow, as is Jude and, uh, and everybody here. Is, uh, it's been a wonderful um, reflections and uh, it, it full of, I think, hope and a lot of, uh, a lot of hope and positivity. And uh, super excited about, you know, just the wind at our backs now. I think we've come through a portal uh, and we're coming out the other side. As Phil said and Jude said, the, the veil is, is thin and, and, in fact, it's disappearing. Mm -hmm. And so as we enter out the other side, uh, like, 
the dawn of a new day and, and, and walking through that together uh, with optimism, with our healed hearts, with our uh, love and respect for each other, for ourselves and for this planet uh, and for the cosmos and for that which created all of us and gave us life. Uh, I think that's uh, full of a, a, an overwhelming sense of joy and uh, positivity. So let's go full steam into the 11 days of global unity, the up convergence and peace weekend and what lies beyond. Definitely, definitely. Any thoughts, Sharon? I'm basking right now <laughs> in the joy uh, there's a lot of sadness in the people around me. They express it. They live it. I feel it. And so I am just hopeful beyond hopeful, but with real thoughts from this panel. I feel global. I feel connected. I feel grateful very much to be invited to this. The emotion is coming. And Chief Phil, thank you for the hug. As a single mom, a person living by themselves, I don't get many hugs throughout the day. So <laughs> I really felt that. And Jude, oh, I can't wait for more conversation with you. The connection between spiritual and science is intriguing to me and you bring it full front. Um, I love you, Dr. Marty. Heal is so important. I'm part of ACEs here, Adverse Childhood Experiences. I teach it. I'm certified in it. And I believe it is a, a wholehearted part of your three steps. Forgiveness part, very important. Uh, for me, forgiveness isn't about someone else. It's about me having not or stepped away from seeing their magnificent self. And so the forgiveness process for me is realigning myself to that, thereby giving everybody the freedom to be whomever they are. So Rick, I always thank you for allowing me to be on this panel and 11 days of global unity in 2020, which is supposed to be clear vision. I'm excited and I'm ready. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's go, baby. <laughs> And Dr. Marty Casey, what do you think? What I think is, wow, <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness, Dr. Jude, when you said feel global and act local, I wanna tell you right now, I'm gonna be using that everywhere I go, every time I speak, you hit it on the head. That is so important for us to understand that uh, yeah, we have to feel global, but yet act lo local. And what I got out of that is that when it hits your own backyard, that's when we begin to act. But sometimes when things just seem like it's so far away, oh, that's, that doesn't you know, affect me. That's not in my zip code. Oh, that's not my, my culture. That's not my race. We disconnect. We disconnect. And how many things have we seen in 2020 show up globally that affected us all? COVID-19, George Floyd, the election that's coming up in the, in the United States has, is affecting the entire world right now. The entire world is looking at our elections. So feel global, act local. I love that so, so much. Um, Rick, I just wanna say thank you, your brilliance. Oh my goodness, what you just created with, with just six people on, on a Zoom room today, this, this has to be one of the, the most uh, 
I mean, the best Zooms I've ever been in. So I want to thank you for that. I, and so again, I just say, hashtag, I can't, let it start with yourself so that when you become a part of the we, you walk into the we in a healthy space. Those three quick things are number one, forgive, two, heal, three, live. We are the world. We are the future. We are the ones who make a brighter day. So let's start living. God bless you all. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And, um, and the number three is, is meaningful for me too, because with We the World, we say uh, what we try to do is inspire, inform, and involve. And with the three fingers pointing to the ceiling, right? Inspire, inform, and involve three eyes that make a we. And it's all about we. Right, Jude? Wow. Oh, yes, Rick. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, any uh, final words from you, Jude? My goodness. The, the thing that's resonating with me really powerfully is um, what Sharon and, and Dr. Marty talked about. And in different ways, as showing up as authentically who we are, as me, so that we can expand that spiral, that circle of compassion, to include the we and the all. So it seems that health and healing, that remembering of wholeness, that supporting each other on this healing journey, that I feel we're all on together. We, you know, we're no longer in that place of denial. We've been taken from that place. But that's the beginning of a healing journey because we know we've got a dis-ease. And when we know we've got a dis-ease, we can do something about it. And we are together. And the other thing perhaps is to finally just reiterate that we now have the science of love. We now have a unifying way of, of seeing the cosmos as meaningful and purposeful and us as its microcosmic co-creators. Where innately every single one of us has meaning and purpose and a gift to bring, a gift to bring for ourselves and for each other. And it's no longer a situation of hope, of course, hope or faith, of course, faith. But we have the evidence. We can ground everything we do in our actions now, knowing, knowing that we are ultimately all one and yet each unique on our journey home. And we can take a journey home to heaven on Mother Earth. This is, this is what we're here to do, I feel. And thank you, everyone, for being our, for being fellow travelers on this incredible journey. Wow. Thank you all so much. This has really been a fantastic discussion. And um, so uh, there are so many places where you, uh, we can uh, get involved from this point on. Of course, you can find out more by going to we.net and also, all the websites that we've mentioned, um, unity.earth has everything there. 
uh, and all, all of the other ones. Um, so now back to you, Kurt, right after this message from the publisher, Beyond Words, Atria Books, an imprint of Simon and Schuster. Hello, this is Richard Cohn, publisher of Beyond Words. We are very honored to be partnering with Simon & Schuster and the Synergy Foundation to bring you a new thought-provoking book for these challenging times. It is called Our Moment of Choice, and it features 43 of the world's most well-known spiritual thinkers, offering practical solutions to the most pressing problems of our time from economic inequality and social injustice to climate change and spiritual disconnection. Deepak Chopra offers his thoughts on how our inherent wholeness is not a choice, while Greg Braden suggests that we can change our world by first realizing that none of us are separate from each other. Lynn McTaggart investigates the link between altruism and self-healing. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Bruce Lipton, and many others share their thoughts on moving forward in ways that expand our consciousness and benefit the global community. Our moment of choice calls on us all to be the co-creators of a just, unified, peaceful, and thriving world. The time has come for all humanity to be united in purpose. This is our call to action. This is our collective moment of choice upon which our future depends. You can purchase your copy today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Beyond Words, or your local independent bookstore. Well, thank you so much, Rick Alfick and all of your guests for giving us such a panoramic view of the events that will be unfolding across September and October. So here we are again to close out this special with Rick Ulfick, Diane Marie Williams of the Source of Synergy Foundation, and Deborah Moldau, Robert Atkinson, and me, who are the co-editors of the book, Our Moment of Choice. The book's seven thematic circles have also served to frame the messages and content for all these important global events that are upcoming. Voice America's Our Moment of Choice 1 aired on October 26th and is easy to find in the program menu at the Convergence at Voice America. For that, you can just Google the Convergence at Voice America and it will come right up. It is also probably still running on the main page at Voice America where it was also featured. And also you can find both broadcasts linked on the inside cover of the companion special issue of Light on Light magazine, which is free and easy to find at issuu.com slash lightonlight. That's issuu.com slash lightonlight, all one word, and at lightonlight.us. So, Diane, Deborah, Bob, and Rick, I want to ask each of you about your reaction to these couple hours of programming on the book Our Moment of Choice and nearly 20 international events. 
In those, we've heard from more than a half dozen New York Times best-selling authors and also for other members of the Evolutionary Leader Circle. So let's start with Diane Marie Williams of the Source of Synergy Foundation, which is the parent and host of the Evolutionary Leader Circle. So, Diane. Thank you, Kurt. I am just sitting with deep gratitude to each and every person and every organization, effort, and network for showing us what's possible when the common good is put front and center. This unprecedented show of togetherness through all the extraordinary activities and events taking place is exactly what is needed at this moment in choice. Um, In closing, I wish to honor some very special souls. First, many thanks to Voice of America and the Convergence for creating such significant programming. I would also like to honor Bob, Kurt, and Deborah, the fabulous editors of our Moment of Choice, as well as the 43 members of the Evolutionary Leaders Circle that have infused this book with their wisdom, light, and commitment to the greater good, as well as the full Evolutionary Leaders Circle of 186 special souls for all the good work that they are doing in our world, including Greg Braden, our book advisor, for always believing in this vision as well as Chelsea Larson from his office for her support. The entire Source of Synergy Foundation team, board, and everyone helping us by working behind the scenes to reach the wider community with the message of our moment of choice. The publishing team, Beyond Words, Atria Books, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, including Richard, Michelle, Brenna, and Corinne, our agent, Bill Gladstone, for believing in the mission of this book, and Rick Ulfick, and all of the guests of this show, and everyone else out there committed to making an impact at our moment of choice. A big heartfelt thank you to each and every one of you for your commitment and for serving this evolution through your choices, actions, and activities with such dedication and deep love. All of these efforts are leading the evolution and making a huge impact, and most importantly, giving us hope for the future. Now, Diane, thanks so much. And of course, right back to you from all of us for everything that you've done. And so now over to Bob Atkinson. Now, Bob was the lead editor of our Moment of Choice and also, as he said earlier, also the planner for the One Planet Peace Forum, which is a part of the fall event calendar. So over to Bob. Thank you, Kurt. Yeah, this has been really a jam-packed treasure trove of wisdom, tools, and resources that will help propel the evolutionary impulse onward. From my perspective, it's been a special treat to have from Circle 4, Healing Ourselves and the Planet, Dr. Laurie Layden, who spoke from the heart about healing survivors of Rwandan genocide and school shootings, who themselves have developed from the inside out their own peace-building gifts to offer others. And from Circle 7, the big picture, we heard from world-renowned thought leaders, Jane Houston, who told about her work of helping people ignite their inner potential to become the possible humans we are meant to be. And from Irvin Laszlo, who made clear the two paths of reason and lived experience we can take in recovering our inherent oneness, both of which connect us to the web of life we are all part of. These perspectives each offer an understanding that the evolutionary impulse follows a purposeful trajectory toward fulfilling an innate potential on both personal and collective levels. This book 
is full of solutions and resources that help guide the process of a grand global synergistic convergence that integrates our separate parts into a greater cohesive whole. The time has come for all of humanity to be united in purpose. We are approaching our collective maturity in which every single member of the human family is here now to help usher in and co-create a just, peaceful world. Because all the themes addressed here do converge into a larger whole, we see great hope on the horizon. The very nature of the evolution of consciousness gives us an, an abiding hope for the future. Now, Bob, thanks so much, and particularly for making the effort with all the time zones to conduct those interviews with our European colleagues. So now over to Deborah Moldau, who's the director of the Evolutionary Leaders and one of the editors of our Moment of Choice. Uh, Deborah. Thank you, Kurt, and uh, really deep thanks to you, Dr. Kurt Johnson, and to Rick Ulfick for producing such a banquet of evolutionary visions and hope for the future through all of the speakers that you have had on these two episodes of Voice America. This has been really amazing to listen to. And I can't wait to see how September and October unfold. There is such a spirit of unity and peace that is rising up in the world, not only in reaction to the challenges that we're facing, but also out of a creative spirit that feels fresh and new, and open to vast possibilities. All of the contributors to the book, our moment of choice that we heard, offered um, so much vision and wisdom, and uh, so so much hope for the road ahead. This is Synergy in Action, the true mission of the Source of Synergy Foundation that produced this unique book. And now all of you who are listening have had a taste of what it means to meet this moment of choice throughout the activities of this month and next month and on to a future that is beyond our imagining as together we meet our moment of choice. Great, Deborah. Thank you so much. Yeah, these uh, putting this programming together has been quite an adventure. And what's great is that the programming is all ongoing from now through September and October. So let's get our final comments now from Rick Alfek. So, Rick, you just brought us an hour of great programming from all the events that you and your associates have been so key to creating and hosting. So give us some final comments before we sign off and we all look forward to these exciting two months of September, October. Rick, tell us where the information is so that our listeners can track all the events and be able to be a part of them since they're all online and they're all free. So, Rick. Thanks, Kurt. People can find out more about 11 Days of Global Unity and link to all the Convergence events in September and beyond by going to we.net. Our goal is to inspire, inform, and involve. Participating is not just about watching and interacting with these inspiring and informative online programs. We want people to get involved. Having a peaceful, sustainable, livable future is not a spectator sport. So we invite everyone listening to take an active role 
in expanding this movement and help to create a we-based culture that prioritizes the well-being of each and every member of our society. So if you have a group with an event coming up, you can post it on our free public international global unity calendar. You can find it at we.net or by going to globalunitycalendar.org. You can also sign up to collaborate as an individual or organization by going to we.net slash partner. So I want to express deep gratitude to you, Kurt, as well as Diane, Deborah, Bob, Voice America, and all who are participating in this grand convergence that is moving us closer to having a transformed world that actually works for all. Thank you so much. No, Rick, thanks so much, and, and all of you. And as we've said, all of these events and activities are ongoing. And you can find the first of these two Voice America specials, our Moment of Choice 1, at the program menu here at Voice America. Just Google the Convergence at Voice America. And you can find it all with tons of information, graphics, and illustrations in the special illustra- uh, issue of Light on Light magazine, our Moment of Choice which should appear any day now and is free and easily found at lightonlight.us and issuu.com slash lightonlight, along with all the other issues of this great online magazine. So we invite all of you to enjoy the September-October event season, which will be easy for all of you since it's online, and to get a hold of this important book, Our Moment of Choice, Evolutionary Visions and Hope for the Future. Just go to the website, ourmomentofchoice.com, and to all the online booksellers that you know so well. We certainly have enjoyed bringing over 20 of these inspiring leaders, authors, and activists to you on these two Voice America programs and in the Light on Light special magazine issue. So get a copy of the book and dig deeper into this momentous time that we're a part of, our moment of choice. The Convergence on Voice America will, of course, be back to you again soon with future programming. And so until then, stay safe and healthy. Best wishes and love from all of us. And be sure that you are a part of our moment of choice. I search my way through wreckage, try to find a peace to save. Was it a hurricane? Was it rain? Was it a warm tsunami wave? We think we're thick with courage That's an insult to the brave While all our hearts are mortgaged And our minds are media 